Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. On today's episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad, we're discussing how you can maximize your business trips. Work trips don't always have to be just all about work. If you use your time and your budgets wisely, you can also incorporate just as much play into them. So we're looking at flight upgrades, to eating at fancy restaurants, to even traveling with a partner or a companion. We've got a few tips and tricks that'll help you guys turn your work trips into mini vacations. So let's get into it. Hello, Steph. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Where are you? You're still uh, road tripping. I am. I'm currently in Las Vegas, Nevada. Ooh. Where Where are you? I'm in London. I mean, no. <laughs> I been boring. I know. I just came back, though. Um, I was away on a little business trip in Israel. Ooh. That's fun. Mm. Was that your first time in Israel? It was, yeah. So okay. I got I got to check like another like country off the list, even though I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't have a, a ton of spare time while I was there, but it was still, mm-hmm. you know, a, a good experience. Got to uh, go to the nice beaches, eat some nice dinner, hang out I mean, with my colleagues. It was fun. Yeah, and for anyone who follows you on Instagram. It looked like you were having a great time. Yeah, we did. It was funny because um, my my boss that's out there, he like posted he, just like a company sort of post being like, oh, hey, we had our global team all together. It's basically like a company, like a, a team offsite thing. And okay. so he posted a bunch of pictures and it was basically us just like eating and drinking. And he's like, yeah, I'm not sure if this looks good. As in like, people aren't going to think we did any work, but <laughs> we did. We just obviously didn't take pictures of us sitting in boardrooms planning (laughs) yeah um but yeah but it was really good and you're working over in california well yeah originally i flew out here because i had a work event that i was running in santa fe new mexico Mm. and then i had another work event in california and now i mean i'm actually in las vegas because a girlfriend of mine has a work event here so i'm taking along yeah Yeah. well we thought this was a a good opportunity to talk about business travel i mean steph and i both travel uh, enough i wouldn't say loads but like we travel for work um more more so than i ever did in previous companies Mm -hmm. um and we were yeah we just thought this would be a good episode to talk about for those that you know it's like how to maximize 
your business travel and, you know, not like I always if I'm going away for work, for the most part, I'll try to use it as like a mini holiday or like vacation as well. And like, yeah, tie in, you know, like some things that I want to do there. I mean, granted, Israel, I didn't do it this time, but there's always next time. Um, But we thought this would be a good topic Mm -hmm. because it's very relevant for us. Um, Oh, my gosh. And I think the first thing, you know, I, I know that a lot of our listeners are still at the age where they're probably like figuring out a career path. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like even everyone, like I'm 37 now, I feel like even everyone at my age still kind of feels like they're either figuring it out or looking for a big change. Yeah. So I feel like this is relevant kind of for everyone. <laughs> I think so. And I think as well, like, you know, it's, you're never too old for career change either. I will say that. But also with, you know, the pandemic and remote work is such a big thing now. Like people traveling more for work in kind of all industries is more common. Like I used to think when I was younger and I saw people that traveled for work, I always thought that they just had these big, like very glamorous types of jobs. And then when I started working in my field, I'm like, oh, I'm traveling a lot for work and I'm just working in like the tech field. And, you know, I know a lot of people that just work in kind of sort of generic types of roles or industries and they travel quite a lot as well and I'm like wow this is like you can actually find jobs and careers out there that does incorporate travel like I know so I work with Facebook they're one of the partners I work with and Mm -hmm. I you know I always see job listings that they post on LinkedIn and stuff and a lot of them like if you're working as like an account manager or they call them client solutions managers it it's even stipulates on there like 15% of your your job will be traveling and you'll go especially in Europe right you'll go to like other European countries to go meet with your your clients and I mean my biggest piece of advice for those of you that if travel's like a very sort of important piece of your life look for a job where you do get to travel a bit because all the other stuff we're going to talk about like your company pays for a lot of that (laughs) you know all Mm -hmm, these flights mm -hmm. it's very easy to get around and then tack on a few days um extra so I think that's the first thing. I mean, that's just a bit of career advice. And again, there's jobs out there that, you know, jobs that you wouldn't even really think of that do incorporate traveling. I mean, mm-hmm. Steph, Steph's in project management. I'm I'm a partnerships tech person. Like, we don't... I mean, I wouldn't say our jobs are too glamorous. Glamorous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I well, mean, thank you. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Steph and I are the best people to give career advice but well no hold on to jump into that point because the I originally when I started in my career path at a university I was working at a think tank and we got some pretty cool travel then then I was working for TLC and I thought this was going to be the coolest thing because we got to go on the tour buses and it kind of was a little bit of insight to that glamorous life you were talking about although Mm -hmm. I will say behind the scenes, there's nothing glamorous about it. It sounds no. glamorous. Yeah. Um, it's always fe- those fields that you think are the most glamorous. And <laughs> yeah. again, as somebody that worked in, you know, radio and like, same thing. It's like the least glamorous job. <laughs> well, and how would anyone think eight people on a tour bus is going to be <laughs> like right. a glamorous lifestyle on the road? But yeah. I will say what I'm doing now with project and event management, I'm actually getting the biggest travel perks I ever have. So, yeah. and it's my own company. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, that's it. Again, just look out for these jobs. Like look, look for some type of career that it incorporates that and, you know, you'll get some of these perks paid for. 
Um, <laughs> now, one of those perks, I'll talk about flights, obviously, right? Like, that's generally the biggest expense yeah. when it comes to traveling for work. And depending on your company, of course, they do have policies in place for if you are flying somewhere and what you can actually book. Now, my company has a policy that any flight that's over six hours, we're allowed to book premium economy. Now, there are okay. some companies out there that they do let you, if you're flying like over a certain amount of hours or if you yeah. fly like a certain amount over the span of a year, they do sometimes let you book business class. Now, I feel like those are like very, I don't know, companies with a lot of money. <laughs> that let well, you do no, that. my first my first company was a not-for-profit think tank, and their rule was if your flight was over eight hours, so it, your flight was going to be longer than a standard working day, yeah, you could get first class. The only thing oh. was, the st- only stipulation on that was that, because um, obviously everyone always wants to book their favorite airline with right. their points program. Yeah, <laughs> and, of course. Um they find the best first class deal for you. Yes, I was just so I was going to say that as well. My company is the same when it comes to the premium economy, which I mean, premium economy is all right. Don't get me wrong. But some airlines don't even have it. So the next best thing is booking like the emergency exit, which they'll pay for. Um, But yeah, it's the same thing where they say you can book premium economy. However, it has to be under I think it's like $3,000 or something, which isn't a lot. Yeah for certain airlines and it's the same like i always try to book with ba because that's who i have my my loyalty like points yeah. or abios points with but again they'll give you a budget right so yeah. anytime i can book with ba i will but and, and yeah you're right so i mean you don't know these are the things as well like if you're in a job interview these are not appropriate questions to ask though either <laughs> like <laughs> good caveat there yeah like don't go in with you know, hey, what's, you know, why do you want to work here? Well, I hear there's travel involved and maybe I can fly business. Like, I'm not saying that you should suss out the jobs that do that, but I'm just saying suss out a, you know, an, a field or a career in which you can travel. And then once you're in, you'll find out what the policy is. You well, don't want to be too greedy. <laughs> and But I would say always find out because even I look back at my first two jobs and I think of all the things I didn't know about and I didn't even think to know about. So Mm -hmm. not just the travel perks because they're not telling you, oh, hey, if it's over eight hours, I only knew that because I booked flights regularly for one of our VIP employees, Mm -hmm. one of the executives, I guess I should say. There were people, I guarantee, who were flying over eight hours who didn't know they were allowed to book. Oh, definitely. Because I don't think... Even things like... And this isn't travel related, but personal development. We could get thousands of dollars a year in personal development on any courses we were interested in, and they'd pay for it. Yeah. Well, and I didn't know. Yeah, I think I think the travel part, though, if you're in a job interview, it's like finding out how much travel is involved, and like if you can somehow slip it into conversation, you know, like oh, you know, how often are people on the team traveling? Like, you know, where are they traveling to? And you know, see if you can make it as part of the conversation but again i I just wouldn't make it like the main point is all i'm trying to say (laughs) but of course i I mean with anyone any job or company you're in like yes especially as soon as you're in like you find out what all those sort of extras are um yes but with my company yeah so we we can do premium economy and i recently flew to dubai so i go to dubai here and there for work and i couldn't book ba because BA, I don't know if you've seen in the news, they're a bit of a mess right now. But like, at the time... Hot mess. 
oh hot mess serious hot mess um but they didn't really have any flights going to dubai and the ones they did were obscenely expensive and obviously my work they were not going to pay for those ones so the other airline emirates they fly to dubai like a hundred times a day from london i'm exaggerating it's not 100 but a lot of flights and they're actually pretty decent priced flights and emirates is a great airline if anyone has flown emirates they're like top tier airline now i was i think it was my way yeah on my way there i'd just come back from my vacation in greece and i remember i was so tired even though you know i came back from vacation but you're tired after traveling you know back (laughs) after a long very boozy holiday and i was like oh i've got my flight and then i had to fly to dubai the next day and i was like oh like the thought of going back to an airport, getting back on a plane. I was like, you know what? I'm going to check if there's an upgrade available. And if it's for a decent price, I'll pay the difference. And I had never flown. I've flown business before with BA, but I'd never flown business with Emirates. And Emirates has a really good reputation. I was going to say. Business in first class. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to check and see if there's any upgrades. So I went onto the app. I checked and there was an upgrade available to business for like, it was like almost 500 pounds. No, 500 pounds is, it's a lot. But at the same time, I was like, do you know what? I can afford this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, The thought of going on a business class flight the next day versus economy, I was like, I will be more excited because I just, I didn't have it in me to like go back. And I was like, if I can get a business class flight, all right, maybe I'll be a bit more like stoked to get on this plane and go. And then also I'm like, I'm flying Emirates business for 500 pounds, right? Because my work paid for the flight. And so that's just a way that if you do want to try out business class, it's a great way to try it out for a much cheaper cost, if that makes sense. (laughs) Like, Can I tell you tell you something funny? So you did this and you yeah. inspired me. And I learned there's a di- an important distinction to look up before you do this. So yeah. you paid for the upgrade. Mm-hmm. I got an email from Qantas. I was doing a long haul trip saying, oh, do you want to upgrade? And I thought, oh, Andrea just did this. Maybe, maybe I'll look into this. Mm. And it was like, use your points to upgrade your flight. So I mm-hmm. looked, didn't have enough Qantas points. But I could supplement them. Right. And so I looked at how much it would be to buy the amount of points I needed. It was just shy of like a thousand Australian dollars. And I thought, I did what you did. I'm like, you know what? A thousand dollars, for me, it would be a business expense. And I, so I bought the Qantas points. And then I learned after, you can't just buy the upgrade outright. You actually go into a lottery for an upgrade. Oh, right. Qantas. So if there's business class seats left on your flight, you've requested an upgrade and then they honor them in like Qantas Platinum members get it first, Qantas Gold get it second, Qantas Silver, and then mm-hmm. Qantas Bronze where I was at. If there's any left after that, you can get upgraded. <laughs> right. So I paid $1,000 quite some time ago for a lot of Qantas points and as of today, I just have a lot of Qantas points. <laughs> oh, so you didn't get the upgrade, but you still have to spend the $1,000. Yeah, so you've, you've spent the money for the points regardless of whether you get Oh, that's annoying. But that's yeah, the, and, the, and I've requested twice now. I've got an upgrade request for my flight back to Melbourne. But oh, right. for me, that was a lesson learned to understand the difference between purchasing an upgrade and requesting an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, with Emirates, I bought it because I don't have 
like a lo- like loyalty points. I've, I've only flown with them once before. So I was yeah. like, screw it. Like for Emirates, 500 pounds. I'm like, here, just take my cash. Um, <laughs> and I, let me tell you, it was worth every penny. Oh, flying business on Emirates. If you get yeah. the opportunity, do it. They they definitely have that reputation. It is begging. And I had to fly back five days later on economy and I was hating my life. I was like, why am I sitting back here? <laughs> but not really. I sound like such a snob. But um How quickly we get used to I know. The perks. But uh, but honestly though, like if you're flying again, like with everything, you know, check what your work's policy is, depending on you know, they'll obviously have a budget of like what you can what you can spend and then just always check what's the upgrade because again if it's only going to be you know a couple hundred in my case it was 500 pounds but again Mm -hmm. i could afford it if it's only going to be a bit of money out of your pocket why not like well if and again some people don't give a shit about business class and i don't really either but i've fought it a couple times now and i'm like hey if it's available and if i can afford it i would totally do especially long flights anything over like you know, anything around that eight hour mark or higher, I would definitely look for any opportunity to fly business. So, and, and also like getting your points. If you are, you know, getting points with an airline like mine, I, I'm with BA. I always try to suss out a BA flight if I'm flying for business, because again, I'm not paying for that flight, but I'm going to get those points. Yeah. So, so you'll get further rewards later. Exactly. And I've, you yeah. know, I've done that already. I'm, I'm now, I think bronze status with, um, with BA now, I'm almost silver and I have to take like basically one more flight. So I might actually just like book some something <laughs> in the next couple months just to go away somewhere just to get those extra points to be moved up to silver. Oh, the perks once you get to silver, though, are much higher. I'll oh, be yeah. silver with I'll be silver with Qantas by the time I fly back to Australia. And I'm yeah. very much looking forward to it. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, I still need to work out because they do expire at a certain time, yeah. which is annoying. I think it's like. Mine will be next year or something. But anyways, so whatever. If I can experience the silver status even temporarily, so be it. <laughs> and maybe I'll just try to get some more work trips in and be like, oh, I really need to go here for a couple of days. But um, so yeah, the flights, check out the flights. If you want to upgrade, if you want to fly business, it's a good way to do it if you're traveling with work. Now, the other thing, you know, we kind of talked about if you're traveling with work, like the easiest way to see say if you're going to a city or a country and you know you you, you're going to be you're obviously working while you're there right so you don't have a lot of free time so a lot of the time it's really easy just to tack on a weekend or a couple extra days and my company you know obviously they won't pay for the hotel Mm -hmm. um yeah but what they'll do is just book you that hotel for that time and then you'll just pay the difference kind of thing um and my company also has like a policy in place where like you can extend it up to like a certain amount of days. Obviously, you need your, you know, manager's permission, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, I've done that a few times when I've traveled to Dublin, um, when I've traveled to Paris. Um, yeah. And it's just like, an e- again, an easy way to like utilize that flight that you're taking anyways. And that's the other mm-hmm. thing. Like most companies will let you do the return flight, whatever. It doesn't make any difference to them. Yeah. As long know? as they're not paying a significant amount more for the airfare. Right. And sometimes it's cheaper and they're like, yeah, please like fly back on a, you know, on a Sunday or Monday where it's maybe cheaper than a Friday. Yeah. Um, so yeah, easy way to do it. And again, I've done it a number of times. I know you have as well, stuff. Yeah. No, oh, heck yeah. But yeah, I didn't do it this time in Israel. I just, I felt like I've been away a lot. So I was like, I got to get home. 
and just chill for a bit. But next time, after getting a taste of it, I'm like, I would definitely tack on, you know, four or five days just to to explore. But speaking of companies expensing stuff, the other thing is food, right? Like when you're mm-hmm. there, yeah. most companies, they, you know, you're there for work. They're going to pay for your food, which, you know, they're not expecting you to pay out of pocket, right? So one of the things I know a lot of my foodie friends now i'm admittedly not i'm not a foodie i'm not a big foodie yeah you're not either me and you are very easy we're like just feed me and give me some nice (laughs) wine (laughs) yeah Yeah, like we're very easy but i have a lot of friends that when they do travel for work they'll go to like new york quite a lot or they do go to like la or singapore all these nice places that have nice restaurants and Mm -hmm. companies well so my company does a daily per diem. Yeah. And it depends on where you're going. So like when we go to Dubai, it's a little bit more than if say you're traveling to, I don't know, Germany or something or somewhere that's going to be like cheaper. Um, And so what happens is they just give you that money in your next sort of paycheck. So either way, (laughs) if if it's like five days I'm gone, I just get 250 pounds. If it's 50 pounds a day, put on my, my next paycheck. So that means I have, When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. That to spend regardless. So Which is I, funny because I feel like companies, what they used to do like 10, 15 years ago is you used to get like $20 for breakfast, $30 for lunch and like yeah, $50 for dinner. They had like allotments and I can't imagine how painful that was for the finance people because you had to file each receipt for each yeah. meal within that. Like it was so ridiculous where yeah. now at least companies have gotten smarter and they're like daily allowance spend as you wish right and it's funny because a friend of mine so at i think it was our last company we worked together there he i think they they had a per diem maybe it was must have been the previous company anyways it was like a hundred dollar per team per diem for the day kind of thing yeah so he decided he he's quite a foodie 
And he was like, I am going, there was like a really good like seafood restaurant he wanted to go to that had like amazing oysters. I know you don't like seafood, but you know, for those that do enjoy seafood and the delicacy of oysters. But my friend, he went and spent basically like $80 at this restaurant, got a nice bottle of wine, ate a bunch of oysters, had some nice food, whatever. And he goes to expense it. And the company's like, oh, no, 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 you can't spend the $100 all on one one meal and he was like what difference does it make and basically for breakfast and lunch he just ate he went to like starbucks like he spent yeah yeah, like five bucks or something and they were like oh no 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 you have to split that hundred out and they told him it was like yeah 20 for breakfast like 40 for dinner ridiculous yeah Yeah, and he's like what so anyways they wouldn't they wouldn't reimburse him for the Mm -hmm. for the whole dinner i mean he said no regrets he said it was a delicious dinner regardless but it's one of those little you know technicalities that you want to check but you're right. I think most companies, my, my company's just like, here's 50 pounds, off you go, like, eat, yeah. do whatever you want. Most companies I know now, they don't even, you don't even have to submit your seats. It's just part no. of your trip. So you get X amount per day. Yeah, I don't have to do that either. I, I think that's it's, why it, it does make it easier. Because my last company, we would, you'd get a maximum for the day, but you would submit your receipts. And so you yeah. would just get back whatever you spend kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which again, you're right. It's a pain in the ass because then you're holding onto receipts. You have to upload them. Somebody's going through them. They're checking them all. And it's like, oh, just give them. Here's a set yeah. amount. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so again, so my foodie friends, what they will do is kind of they'll map out all the really good food spots where they're going to be traveling to to use that money that they're not. It doesn't come out of their pocket. Right. So, again, it's a good opportunity to basically eat on your company's dime <laughs> and you know and it's not i mean it, it sounds like it almost sounds quite scammy what i'm saying but it's not it's like if they're gonna give you like 50 pounds for the day maybe just hold on to that and save it for a really good meal in the evening if there's somewhere you really really want to eat and then yeah breakfast and lunch just have you know something cheap and cheerful a subway a mcdonald's i don't know yeah make a sandwich yeah. at your hotel <laughs> Well, even for me when I'm traveling, because business travel is a little different for me since I obviously own my own business. It's not a company reimbursing yeah. me anymore. It's, hey, this is my money out of pocket. Like, So it actually takes out of my um, just how much I have left at the end of each job. Mm. And it's easy to fall into the trap of like, oh, I can expense this. I can expense this. It's like, yes, you can. And it becomes tax deductible. But it's still also money you're spending. Yeah. Um, but usually what I'll do is all you, it's like when I was in Santa Fe, I was clearly there for work and then there was a five day event in California. So when I do indulge or I really want to have a nice dinner or something, I'll be sure to do it on those days because then it is a valid work expense. Right. What about hotels and breakfast included? This is always another very good strategy. And this is what we do when we go to Dubai. So there's this one hotel that we always stay at. And the breakfast, and it's a banging breakfast, like a massive buffet of just really nice food. Not like not like the gross, like greasy buffet breakfast. It's nice. It's a good spread. And mm. it's included in the price. And so we always book it because it's within the budget. It's a good breakfast, and then we don't have to spend money on breakfast. So then we have more for lunch and dinner. So again, tie that in. If you are booking, if you work for a company that you know you're allowed to like pick the hotel, 
find out what the per diem is, find those hotels that have a good breakfast included. You might even be able to save some of that breakfast food for lunch later. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because I'm very much like that still. Like I can't get that behavior out of me. Like, so in my contracts with my clients now, I negotiate for any event because they always have hotel room blocks for the attendees and Mm -hmm. speakers. And I always say, you know, you are to provide one of those rooms for me throughout the entirety of the event. I will 100% still take advantage of the breakfast. I'll swipe. Well, usually these events are catered. Yeah. But um, but I, I like still, it's a behavior I can't get out of me even when I don't need to do it. Mm. Like, I'm just like, oh, look at the muffins. Or like at the end of the last conference, the one I did in Santa Fe, we obviously, we had a alcohol allowance. So we paid for so much alcohol. And end of the last day there was all this alcohol left and i said to the guy you know are we paying for this whether or not it gets consumed and the hotel guy was like yeah like and i'm like (laughs) i'm like well it's coming on the road with me and why not i had like 12 bottles that i took on the road with me yeah um and it was great because then actually as i was doing the road trip back towards los angeles i actually left bottles of alcohol as gifts for there you go. the people I was staying with. We're not but. cheap at all, guys. <laughs> uh, but it's true. I mean, who hasn't grabbed a couple extra muffins and like put them in their pockets when they leave a breakfast buffet? Like, oh, I feel like if anyone later. messages us telling us they haven't, you're lying. I know. It's like, you know you have. Or you've like had three plates of breakfast even though you're full because you're like, oh, I'm getting the most of it. Like, we've all done it. And like some of these breakfast spreads, so the one in Israel at the hotel we were at, every type of breakfast you can imagine from like around the world. (laughs) So of course you want to try all of it. So like I was just like eating these like big plates. I'd have like your standard eggs, toast, maybe some bacon. But then I'm like, oh, I'll put some pasta on here. Oh, why not some Greek salad? Oh, there's cake. I'll put some cake on. Oh, there's (laughs) like string beans, like roasted sweet potato. And yeah, I'm like, why not? And I'm like, would I normally eat this? No, but it's there. And I'm going to fill myself up so I don't have to s- spend money on a big lunch. So I love the I love the contrast right now between this. And so while we're recording, it's the morning for me here in California. And I'm literally eating for breakfast bread and butter that I had left over with my soup from dinner last night. <laughs> She's eating the crumbs from her dinner last night. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness yeah but hey look like all i'm saying your work is paying for you guys they're gonna give you some money that's gonna go towards food and drink for the day maximize it stretch that budget as much as you can if you're a foodie check out the like especially like if you're when i went to new york we went and steph and i we're gonna talk about new york um in a couple examples but i was there i used to go there for work here and there And I mean, you know, like New York, they have a great, yeah, great places to eat. Um, And that's what I would do when I was there. Like, right. What are like the must, like the, the, my, the go-to places that I really want to eat at that I can expense. And so I mapped it out and that's actually another good point. I think when you're doing business travel, because you are again, like it's not, you're not there for a vacation. Right. But if you plan accordingly, you can make it like a vacation as well. And I think it's about like maximizing as well you're out of office hours, right? So say you Mm -hmm. are working a standard, we'll just use like a nine to five as an example. But from five, well, they always say now, like maximize your five to nine, the same way that we, you know, work nine to five. What do you really want to do in that 
off time that you have, what are the must-sees? If you're in a city and you want to like see the sites, like make a list. And if there's a time to plan, it's when you have much more limited time because you don't have the whole day just to sort of putz around, you know, because you're working. So it's like you're done work, right? I've got a couple hours. What do I want to see? Where do I want to eat? And make a plan. And I think this is good advice for you, Steph. I think for me yeah. as well. I think like sometimes I'm when I have less time, I'm better at making a plan, but... So for me, it's really hard because I'll be working. I have a huge client base in the US and then a client base in Australia. So I can easily let myself fall into the trap of, you know, working all day for my Mm. like day client, whoever that is. And then the evening is always the day for the opposite. So like right now I'm in California doing work for clients in this time zone. And then at evening is when everyone in Melbourne is awake Mm-hmm. And I'm doing work for my Melbourne and Sydney clients until 12, one in the morning. Yeah. Um, so for me, <laughs> it's a lot of like boundary setting and like, okay, like I have my phone. I usually carry my laptop with me everywhere. I hate to admit that, but I yeah. get a lot of urgent requests so I can always pull it out. Yeah. Um, but making sure I am going out and not letting myself just be stuck in the hotel room all night. Yeah. I did it last night. I'm not doing it tonight. Well, that's the same. Like when I've traveled like to New York is, is another good example. Like they're five hours behind. So it's, I guess it's easier to manage the days because in the UK they're, they're finished, right? Like they're, the day finishes by like 1 PM, but Mm -hmm. I have like colleagues of mine that have come over from New York and they're still working in the office in London at like 9 PM because they're still answering you know, emails and stuff for, from people in New York. And so it's the same thing where they're, you know, they're trying to, you know, some of them are like, Oh, we're trying to get better at shutting down on UK time and then spending at least two or three hours to go out and like see stuff in London or go out to a nice restaurant, like have the downtime because you're right. Like, again, you want to try to, you want to try to incorporate work and play, right? Like if you're, if, especially if you're in like a new place, you've never been like, there's nothing wrong with taking advantage of the downtime and using it the best you can. Um, and I think that's where, yeah, again, like setting the work boundaries, but then also having a plan in place. And I remember the first time I went to New York, I just wrote down like all the places, like all the really like touristy, cheesy yeah. sightseeing places. But I was like, I do want to see the Empire State Building. I want to go down to, you know, Times Square and, you know, see all this stuff. And so I did that. And I remember I spent one night just like, running around New York City and just checking everything off I wanted to see. And, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have time just to wander the city, but I felt like I got a lot done. I had like a productive after work vacation for like three or four days and I saw yeah. the whole city. So that was the other thing as well. I think um when you are traveling for work and say you're going to, you know, another office where you've got your colleagues there, you can use them for like, that getting that local experience, right? So I just talked about like going to all the touristy spots. But again, when we were in New York stuff, I had a couple of colleagues that took us out to like local bars and local restaurants that they hang out at that just would be not necessarily like touristy places. Mm-hmm. So we just got a much more localized experience. And I feel like I've had that in Dublin. I've had that in Paris. Um, a lot of the places I've traveled to for work, like the people that you work with, they live there, right? So they're not going to, it's not like they're going and hanging out in Times Square. They're going to be like, oh no, I'll take you to this really cool like coffee oh. shop. <laughs> Nobody yeah, knows the locals about. won't go near Times Square. <laughs> yeah. So like, actually, it's a really good opportunity to almost, 
yeah, get that local experience if you get on with your colleagues. I mean, maybe you don't. Maybe you hate your <laughs> colleagues and you don't want to hang out with them. That's cool, too. Um, speaking of New York, so <laughs> this is everyone. I love when people think I must have this like exorbitant budget because I travel so much. But yeah. one, <laughs> one thing I'm a big fan of is not just, you know, my work travels and my work trips. It's like tagging along on other people's work travels. Yeah. So you just mentioned New York and the one time you were in New York for work and I can't even remember if I'd ever been there at that point or not. And I think it was Toronto. I was living in Toronto at the time. Toronto to New York, pretty. It's, it's like, like an you hour get a, flight. You get a flight for under two hundred dollars. Yeah. So I decided to come visit you because you had, you know, a studio in right in Manhattan that you were staying in. Yeah. So for me, the only real expense was the flight. The flight, and then you know, obviously, if you spend money on drinks and stuff, but. Yeah, but I think I even... That was a really cheap way to travel. Yeah, and so that's right, because when I went, so my old company, they had an apartment that they owned in Manhattan for guests. And so anytime I talk about the company apartment, everyone's like, ooh, was it like a penthouse suite? And it was like super fancy. (laughs) I'm like, no, it was like a pretty rundown studio with like old ass furniture, like our like the CTO, like the chief technical officer, like used to, he was from like another country, but he used to stay there a lot. And he basically lived there for some period of time and like all of his old clothes were still there. Like so it was like <laughs> this weird little studio. But anyways, it was like right in the middle of Manhattan. It was location wise great. Um it had a bed and then a pullout. And I remember I said to Steph, I was like, why don't you just come here, get a flight? You have free accommodation. At the time, my company, that's when, like, again, this is my old company. They didn't have, like, a set per diem budget. It was basically, mm-hmm. like, just expense dinners and stuff. So, remember, like, we went out to a couple of restaurants and I just expensed them. Yep. So, you got some free. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I mean, if you got friends traveling, see if you can go with them. Because, honestly, most of the time, companies, so, again, it's one of those things. Check with your company what their policy is about people staying there. But, like... Bring someone with you. Like if you've got a partner or just a friend and if it means they can stay for free, like obviously they need to spend the money on their flight. Obviously companies are not going to book a flight for your partner, but yeah, they usually have no issue with somebody staying in a hotel with you. It's no extra cost to them. So yeah, I've got friends that have brought their partners with them or friends like me and you like, and had a little, again, in the downtime we went and gallivanted around New York. <laughs> I have met so many of your coworkers between like New York and London and yeah. everywhere we go. I feel like I know a lot of your colleagues. Yeah. No, it's even true. the perfect example right now is, so I'm currently in Las Vegas with my girlfriend Renee and she's maximizing hers too. So she, the best way I can describe it is um, she was like the top sales rep for a certain brand of liquor. She works for a liquor distributor. So that brand has paid for a weekend in Las Vegas. And so she maximized that. She took vacation days before it. Mm. And she flew out. She actually met me in San Francisco. Yeah. And then we did a road trip to Las Vegas together. So we've been to, we went to Napa Valley. We went to Lake Tahoe. We're now in Vegas. Um, so she kind of maximized hers at tacking on a couple days. We did a road trip. Um, and now, now of course she has to attend her events that yeah. she has to attend here in Vegas. Um, so I'm in the room 
and I'm going to go explore while she's doing her work things. Yeah. It's again, I, I did this with my it's sister. Again. Same thing. My sister works in sales and like years ago, they same. it was for the top sellers and they got an all expenses trip to Paris. And that was the first time I'd ever gone to Europe, but my sister took me along with her and yeah, I got to, it was, I mean, we stayed in a really, that was actually, do you remember, we, we've talked about this with Paris. I'm like, if you're going to do Paris, <laughs> you, you have to do it on like, do it the right way and have like a nice hotel, eat at the nice restaurants, because that was the only time I feel like I ever really enjoyed Paris, <laughs> but it was like my first time ever being in Europe. So it was one of those experiences where I'm like, oh my God, the Eiffel Tower. And then like, now that I've lived in Europe and I've gone to so many other cities and countries, I'm like, yeah, Paris, but but yeah, so that's another great example of like finding a job where, you know, you get some of those bonuses and those perks as well, especially if you're in like a sales role. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can never do sales. I'm horrible at sales myself, but mm. people who do it and do it well. Yeah. Find yourself a friend or a partner <laughs> that's really good at sales and works for a company where, so guys, our advice to you is what we're saying. Find a, find a job that involves travel or at least find a, a husband or a wife or a partner that gets the trouble for work and tack on to their trips. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, and we're not even, and we're not even touching on a girlfriend of mine whose partner is a pilot. Oh yeah. <laughs> there you go. Not that I'm saying if you're single to actively pursue a pilot, so what we're saying is, <laughs> but I'm also not, not saying that <laughs> use relationships not don't get into a relationship for love get into a relationship for flights for hotels for the perks <laughs> right relationship so, relationship advice from two single women yeah from two single women is this how we're wrapping up this episode this is our <laughs> i think that's a, i think that's a good point to end it on uh but in all seriousness if you guys also have some travel tips when it comes to how do we want to say it? Optimizing. I like that word. To optimize yes. your business travel. Let us know. Because I do a lot of it and I'm always looking for good ways to save a bit of money. Oh, always. And get the most out of my business trips. Yes. So send us your tips and tricks and then we'll try them out. Great. Well, thanks as always, guys. Find yourself a pilot. <laughs> All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod. And donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.